How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listing highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Welcome to Inside Jokes, the show about comedy. Comedy is very influential in pop culture. It does. It changes people's opinions and views. We see it in the political scene all the time. Uh, We see it in a more fun manner, like Brian Regan. He does a whole bit about going to the emergency department and then can't find parking. And he says, you know, there should be valet parking. And then um, after one of his shows, the person from a hospital said, you know, because of your bit, we actually have valet parking now. And that's the kind of influence comedy has, Dean Young. Is that that's probably the biggest influential thing that's happened in stand-up no. comedy, right? Hannibal, <laughs> Hannibal, <laughs> that's about the song. Hannibal, no, we're going to talk to our panel about this because these people, uh, yeah. they're these people. Well, well our actually, panel funny, funny is, enough, yeah. uh, after Seinfeld's bit about peanuts, they added 12 more peanuts to the bag as well. So. <laughs> that's Danny it's, Medlow. You know. See, the panel today, they're doing things that have an impact We're gonna, on yeah. that side of the board. We're jumping right to them. Not us. Danny, Danny, that was Danny Menlo from Tim Shell Pictures and TooFar.TV. Welcome back. Uh, welcome me back. And we got my lady, Sandra Battellini, the funny Sandra, I call her. Oh my Independent God. content creator, producer, and uh, author of this great open letter to the Prime Minister. And Sandra, you and I performed at Yuck Yuck's Vaughn together. We did. Um, for the scandalous. Italian earthquake relief. It was so funny. I love watching you. You are magical. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. With you the, were awesome. It was, you were great. With the doo-wops and Spadone, uh, Mr. Spadone. Spadone. Yeah. Yeah, he it, put it together. I should probably what remember. What a lineup. <laughs> yeah. What a lineup. Jeez. Everyone who... Uh, the who, Jewish lineup. Yeah, yeah, everyone who left as soon as Maniscalco was done at Oddball went up to that show. <laughs> Everyone who didn't stick around to watch John Mulaney. Oh, there's an Irish closing it out? Well, that's, look that's at this. It's late. we got to get back up to Woodbridge. And now. this is why Sebastian now is it's up to four shows at the Sony Center in January. Yeah. He sold Whoa. out three shows. He added a fourth. And I still can't get tickets because all the paisans are there buying them. And they're going to sell them away to their paisans in Montreal or something. Maniscalc. Crazy. And Stub then, hub. Maniscalc. Stub hub, yeah. Manny. Uh, and then the first timer, I love this guy, Adam Grow. Most audiences know him as the former host of the Discovery Channel version of Cash Cab. I wrote a very cerebral joke about women standing up to pee. And ever since then, it's influenced the way women pee around the world. <laughs> I'm an innovator. I am an edgy comic. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know, you know what, though? Like women, like in the old days, that's how they used to pee standing up. Did one they? Time, one in, time the whole, in the no, old one days. Time, one yeah, time we were having a conversation. Well, they had those big dresses, right? So it was like <laughs> yeah. it was easier just to, you know, they have like a helper, just pull them out. No, they didn't have to pull it. Like one time we were having a conversation and uh, they were talking about this friend of the family remembered being with his grandmother in the piazza. Oh, dear. And these ladies are just talking and you just saw urine like going from their dresses. Those didn't stop for stop gossip oh, to go I to the love bathroom. It. That's but beautiful. that's how they used to do it. This is a long time ago. This we is like cut that pre right Snapchat. Out. Yeah, <laughs> pre Snapchat. Yeah. This is Snap why. Chat. This is why I hug Snap women chat. when I see them. I don't shake their hands. Yeah. Okay, wait. Right. Quickly before we hug. But the influence of comedy, Hannibal Buress. Hannibal Buress. He was the one who outed out the Bill Cosby situation yeah. because of what right. he said. Yeah. Mike Ward says something on stage gets thrown up against the Human Rights Tribunal. I'm setting up what we're here to talk about today is the influence of comedy and stand-up comedy on pop culture and decision-making in society and which will lead 
after the break on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. Hey you, I'm Maggie Casella and you're listening to Inside Jokes with my friend Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Nailed it. And we're back on Inside Jokes. The show about comedy. Dino Youngo and Inside Jokers here. How you doing? Or you could call him Dean Young, the Nordic name. Um, I'm and glad what to be here for. The, I'm glad to be here for the first time. I know you. Adam Grove. been bugging me for yes a week and a half now. You were the, <laughs> you were the last of the big Canadian comics to come on the show. I'll be, I'll I know, be totally like honest. You, so it's been two you weeks, Jerry B, and Rick Mercer. <laughs> So that's who's left. Well, it was perfect, everybody too, else. because, uh, and we'll, we'll get into it, obviously, but Adam posted this this thing about tax credits in, in television and Canadian yes. television. because he wanted to Canadian. be on the show. That's why. That's right. why. Because we were talking about it. Yeah. But Sandra Battellini, I just want to go back to Sandra. Uh, she's on our panel because last week, Pete Johansson was here, we're, and Aaron Berg and uh, Nick Beaton, and we're talking about female comedians, and they, without provoking, brought you up as a premier talent. Oh, Pete Girl. said that, just so you just oh, say that's that. Amazing. They go, yeah, that's Sandra Bracciolini. She's really good. I said, did you say Santa Carusi? No, they said no, uh, Sandra yeah. Bracciolini. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Sandra is all I'm going with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Danny. <laughs> I still get credit. Danny Mendlo, powerful guy. Yeah, yeah. Because he, uh, we're going to talk about the power of <laughs> the three Relief. people here, what they said. Because we're going to start. Sandra Bracciolini wrote an open letter to Prime Minister Trudeau. Tell I us did. top line. Top line, um, basically, I, over several months, just uh, really started to feel like the prime minister needed to know about what was going on in our community. And it kind of it kind of started a little bit with, um, during the last election, I would see how comics would just, you know, be campaigning really on Trudeau's behalf. Yes. Or, or, and, not, and this happens every night. Like, every night comics go out. And they just, you know, do Riff, jokes that yep. help to change people's minds about stuff. And I just wanted him to know, like, you know, just so you know, our comedians are campaigning on your behalf, like the most grassroots campaigning you could hope for. And then also because, and then the other thing was, was, you know, I was applying, I am applying for my uh, O-1 visa to work in the United States. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, in Canada, you get to a certain point where you're like, well, what, how much, how much can I... You know, I've got to move on. I've got to go somewhere else. We don't, then, but we. This is the whole point of Adam, this. We yes. want to keep you here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, and we it's not. I know. We want to cultivate other people as talented as you, and we want to make sure that you're making Canadian content here that you can distribute and export to other countries. Yeah, I know. Of, of course, you want that, and, Danny? and she and I want that too. But the reality is, if she's going to survive, uh, or you know, at least uh, evolve as a comedian, she has to leave right now because those opportunities are Because we're building We that want right them now. to be yeah. here, but they're just not here. But don't and you think it's so, like, the, the, the part of it that really bugs me, it's like, I don't, it's not like I want to leave here forever. It's not even about that. It's like, okay, listen, we've got Hollywood down, like, you know, south of us. We have a, a demographic, like, that we can play to. We can mm -hmm. do more clubs. There's more people. Um, but then when it's like they strangle us here in this country and then when we want to go, they're like, oh, wait, well, you got to pay so, $10,000 yeah. yeah. to do that. And, and American comics don't have to do that at all. And I feel yeah. like that's what's wrong. It's like w this border is con is just a, a matter way. of convenience. It's numbers. It's numbers. Yes. We so, don't have the ears and the eyeballs like America has. Yeah. Yeah. We have one city is the population of Canada or greater metropolitan areas. So that we can't argue with the stats. No. So that's why we have to force the government and the CRTC and the big broadcasters and the 
programmers of other sorts to to make sure that we, you know, I call it enforced creativity. Yeah, we so have Adam, to do it. Adam Grow, you wrote uh, Canadian TV will make you money. Tell us about what you wrote here. Well, I I actually wrote another post that's even more cogent. But that that post most recently is like, you know, we should be doing everything we can to make the best, highest quality product in Canada and bolster the economy here. I agree right? with that. So Danny yeah. Mendlow does do that. Yeah. Well, and that's why I was I was just talking yes. to him before, the, and I, I love it that, you know, he, I said, so you're a comic as well, and Danny said, well, I used to be, but now I'm doing this. And I get so juiced when yes. I talk to young comics who are going, well, there's no work here, I gotta go down. And all they do is they work on their seven-minute show yes. showcase set, and they go down to Hollywood, and they expect they're gonna get a sitcom. I go, what are you doing? Yes. Especially, even point. five to seven years ago, are you making any independent films? Are you doing anything on the digital? Are you doing anything? Yes. Yeah. So I love it when younger comics, uh, you know, yeah. are like, well, I'm, I'm gonna create the business. Mm -hmm. And so... We, we're modeling for what the government and the big broadcasters are doing. They're hanging on to their, you know, the old model. They want to make the money the way they used to make. And I yes. don't mind you going to the States. No, it, yeah. I, I don't mind you working. You should be working and being creating yeah. in any country. But, but. but as many Canadian actors and actresses will tell you, your best case scenario of moving to New York and L.A. is that you'll get constantly flown back to Toronto and Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll actually be in the top five of the call sheet instead of that, number yes. 65. Uh, and, that's, and that's what happens. Like I literally yes. rent out rooms in my house, and it's like former people who lived in Toronto, actors and comics, who come and are shooting films here now. It's like the minute they left, now they're getting called back, they're which is, it's, I it's love the it. Funny they're so talented. Effect, like. and, yes. and honestly, you know what? I do want to create here. Like I've got, I've got a bunch of shows like, you know, ready to go packages like demos and pilots and have been pitching stuff and, you know, been close to making some stuff and it hasn't been made. So it's like now, you know, once you pitch Bell and CBC, well, where do you go? You got to go to the States. Like it's just sort of it. I just Chorus. it's not like I, I don't really want to live permanently in the United States because I find it a right now a very yeah. unstable country. <laughs> but do I want to like bring my comedy to a larger dom demographic? Yes. I don't want to just show up to LA with my like with my material. I want to show up with something I could sell. Okay, you know. So just Anyways. one thing, and let me just set something up on the Trudeau. Uh, back to our election, the Canadian election. Um, Trudeau. Uh, w one thing on his platform was supporting the CBC, more funding for the CBC, which made me vomit. But that's okay. That's important. People <laughs> find that's why I well, wanted. We need that. We do need that. Whatever. Anyway, we, we, but we need that everywhere. But I mean, I think one of the things. That was concerning us in Canadian content and in Canadian showbiz during the Harper era was, and it wasn't just the you know the, the his politics and and his effect on the environment and all that stuff. There was also this stripping away of our national culture and the way we view ourselves, which is so fragile to begin with. We we have such a hard time, especially as artists and content creators in Canada, defining who we are as a country and as an audience. Because we are right next door to the states, so right. when you have only such a small segment of that to begin with, and that was being eroded away, that's I think when when comedians and actors and producers stepped in and went, uh, uh, uh that's uh, it's enough. Okay, so part of his platform was the money for the CBC and also more money for arts funding. Mm -hmm. Then when you go to the Canada Art Council for the Arts and you look at the funding, who's getting the funding? As Sandra said in her letter, um, it's not to comedians. Uh, the only category. Uh, comedy falls under is um, writing and publishing, which then you're up against all these other types of writers. And so what I was saying off the top and what we're here to talk about is that comedy actually does contribute to the culture of this country. It is not deemed an art form, yeah. which is why a lot of sick. money does not yeah. come your it's way. Sick. 
Adam's letter talks about there is no license for game shows. Yeah, uh, the, you know, the, like game shows cap. and reality shows and news shows don't get the same uh, tax credits. Right. So that's what they're trying to change right now, like the daily you know, talk shows, talk shows, not right. news programming. And so it's, a, it's an unfair platform. And, and to your point about you know, uh, having a voice, and it's not like we have to you know, get the same level of subsidies, but it, it, will, it will put the money in the pockets of the people that are going out on a, on a person-to-person basis and bolstering mm-hmm. that voice. And everybody looks at CPMs and cost per thousands. Like yes. we want to get the biggest hit, the biggest volume. They're, not, they're looking at volume versus quality. Right. Well, and so, there's also a ripple, effect, a ripple effect there. You know, uh, I mean, game shows and talk shows help bolster comedians. They help bolster all artists. I've got a movie that's playing Toronto After Dark. And the actresses asked me, so what's the uh, Graham Norton show equivalent in Canada? We don't have it. You know, and that clip of, uh, of Bobby Mayer on 50 different shows uh, that's been circulating the internet. He's a Canadian comic. He never would have been able to do that when he was here. He moves to England, and within five years, he's got a reel of, of you know, 50 mm-hmm. different variety shows that allow mm-hmm. him to showcase his comedy. Okay, we're going to talk about that more and more about the Canada Council for the Arts because some of the money that they d- dole out goes to dance, music, theater, visual arts, writing and publishing. Nothing about comedy. And the last time interpretive dance made an influence on our culture, I have no idea. So we're going to talk more about that on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. This is Kay Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Hakeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. We're here on Inside Jokes talking comedy uh, more in depth about keeping comedic talent here. We're the first to slap a Canadian flag on exports like Russell Peters and Jim Carrey and Mike Myers and all these great guys and girls who go south of the border um, as soon as they make it big. But the truth of the matter is they weren't getting the love they probably needed. And maybe a lot of that was because a lot of the projects they were working on... um, First of all, we don't have the audience here like America does. Like Adam Grow was mentioning that earlier. Of course, we all know that. Uh, but there's a lot more to it. We're going to talk about it uh, with our panel, Sandra Battellini, Danny Menlo from Tim Shell Pictures, and Adam Grow. Of course, we know him from Cash Cab. Um, er, before the break, Adam, you're talking about, because it's about cost per thousand, a lot of, sorry, cost per thousand, a lot of content created is about that. And I'm going to speak to that for a minute because my background, a lot of people don't know this. I've been selling advertising in radio in uh, this market for 25 years and for Chorus in particular for 17 years. Our parent company, Chorus, is uh, publicly traded. Uh, Dean Young actually was a copywriter for me there. Yeah, Uh, we did car commercials for years. Yes, we sure did. Uh, And so I want to speak to that a little bit because... um, it's it's to say, and I've been in boardrooms and we talk about it, and are we looking at content only what's sellable? No, that's what the programmers are in charge of, is to make sure there's content that audiences like and engage them. And then we, when we get the large audiences, we could sell to that. Now, Country 95.3, which was as part of Chorus, didn't have a large audience and actually had a small audience, but actually it was very engaging and great for advertisers despite the huge audiences. So content is important if it is for the audience. It doesn't always mean mass audience. I just wanted to qualify that for a minute. Um, and now let's go to content for advertisers and what are they looking for? And, and are big commercial broadcasters just kind of making stuff of what's relevant uh, 
what advertisers might like. I don't know. Well, well the CRTC made these big decisions. Uh, and if you look at radio versus television, yes. it's completely polar opposite. They've maintained the CanCon regulations in radio, but they've completely gone from 55% daytime programming in, can in Canadian television to zero. You, don't, you only oh, have wow. to have CanCon in prime time in Canada right now on TV. And so as a result mm. of that, they're saying, well, you know, it's a new model. It was, it's, you know, the CRTC, the head of the CRTC is saying it's, a, it's you know, people want the content, what they want, when they want it on the platform they want. Agreed. And the broadcaster's got to, you know, yes. get on tune with that. But it's naive to think that just because you do that, there's going to be quality programming and the content mm. will be good. They're still geared towards volume because you could yes. look at any on-demand service right now. You're excluded. And there's a there's a ton Danny, of crap there's still. No Too far TV. <laughs> <laughs> there's a ton of crap still on there on yeah. the on demand services too. So it's everybody speaks like we're we're focusing on content and we want the content to be yeah. the greatest. Greatest. How do we make great content? We give people like comedians stage time, yes. uh, television time, uh, touring time, festival time to get better yeah. and inspire other people to get in the business. And if you just narrow the window for yes. the fewer people to get a voice and have have a mic in their mm -hmm. hand, you know, one of my first breaks was a show that was probably created because of CanCon, was CBC's Comics. Oh, yeah. It's not in production yeah, yeah. anymore. Great show. I got that show before I was ready, but they mm -hmm. needed Canadians on that show. I had like the, You need 22 minutes of stand-up to fill a half hour on that show. I had maybe 21 minutes that was passable, mm -hmm. and, I and I just like scrambled. But it it's still, to this day, one of my favorite pieces of my television. Yes. And Let me they're just not argue making... for the other side. No, but they are. They, did give, they are given, broadcasters are given shows like comics. Jerry D's got a show on CBC. There are shows out there. Well, and I think, I think right now, too, where... We're living in this special moment in a way where there's a certain kind of new patriotism and nationalism and, and ownership of our culture mm. that's happening in Canada mm. right now. With the election last year and with even even cultural things like the hip doing their last tour, stuff like that. I know that's a specific watershed thing, but I think we're actually finally looking next door to the states and going, oh man, are we lucky to live here? That place is a mess. Okay. And I think right. now is a good window with this new cabinet and with with this sort of sweeping feeling going across Canada where we can actually look at ourselves and go, let's make some stuff here that we can be proud of. And that Danny Menlo, speaking of, yes. I cut you off earlier. That's okay. No, like I cut Dino. Yeah, I got Go a couple ahead. quick points here. Uh, you, you've mentioned it before, the last time I was on this show, yeah. which is there's nothing more inexpensive to shoot than stand-up comedy or live comedy yeah. in general. It's great profit for Netflix. You set up some Netflix. cameras and, mm -hmm. and it's really not that expensive. Mm -hmm. So there's really no excuse that we have no year-round or even just regular live comedy programming on Canadian TV right now. Yeah. Well, Bell Media has Comedy Central. Why aren't they doing it? Or Comedy network sorry yeah no, because we have episodes of match game to play that's why and old jfl clips yeah, yeah and jfl is uh, a little over a week and it's largely american talent or british talent so there's, mm -hmm. there's virtually no exposure for canadian uh comics not that's, that that's not what they want you no. brought up russell peters earlier and and a million other canadian examples the world loves canadian comedy so why are we not packaging branding and exporting our content to the rest of the world as we talked about yeah. last time i was on the show i mean we've got a long rich history kids in the hall sctv yes. trailer park boys kenny versus spenny not to mention all yes. the litany of stand-up comedians actors etc we've got the talent we've got the track record so what's the so problem what, then I, it, willingness it seems to be yeah. it's, it's, well, I, I want to say, well, when I, I think some of you guys know that I met with my MP because I mm -hmm. started sending my letter out to people and um, she, Julie DeBrusen, she's the MP for Danforth, whatever, yeah. Danforth, you know, and area. And uh, so she sits on the Heritage um, Committee 
with you know Melanie, Melanie Jolie, who's now doing a sweep of all the cultural assets in the country. Mm-hmm. And so she said to me that uh, no one from the stand-up world has ever approached her. And they literally yes. don't, they literally, she said they, they don't know what's really going on. Yes. The first thing she started talking about was grants. For example, like um, um, creative spaces grants, like giving grants to, you know, like uh, maybe the comedy bar, even any of the clubs, like, you know, things wow. like having associations that would give um, uh, benefits to comics. Directors have a, have an association that, that where that happens. So she started there. Like, we didn't have a very long meeting, and now she was going to take back all that information to the Heritage Committee. But that's where that's as far as it's gotten. I've, you know, messaged the Heritage Committee, or Melanie Jolie, twice. Yes. I, kind of, I just want to know, like, con- mm-hmm. I mean, I know that they can't say concretely what they're going to do, mm-hmm. but at this point, it's like I haven't received any response. Well, we just I have to we, be vocal as I a community. I think we have to change it to, you know, uh, support comedians and stand-up yes. comics to content creators. Yeah, there you absolutely. Go. Because yeah. a stand-up yeah. comic that was doing stand-up on the amateur circuit and creating five minutes of time to, to get a voice yeah. also becomes a great writer for commercials right. or sitcoms. Absolutely. And also Adam becomes, Grove. you know, it's a, yeah. you should be, we support the, the, I'm into that. I think on ground content creators in this country. Let's talk more on that. Um, after the break, we have a great panel today. Please stay tuned inside jokes on talk radio AM 640. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that. So we're talking with Sandra Battellini, Danny Menlo, and Adam Grow. Welcome, Adam Grow. Yes. <laughs> so, I was just sipping a coffee because I got to, you know, <laughs> on a stay, Sunday stay night energized. having coffee. Yeah, I know. It's like Sandra Bats wrote a great blog about uh, to Trudeau, just a little reciprocity because it was the comics who helped that campaign. You know, I remember I had a canvasser at my door during the election for the Liberal Party, and I said, "You know, you guys are going to get slaughtered here." And she goes, "I know. We don't have the marketing dollars like the Conservatives." And Trudeau ended up winning and I think when we look at how it was grassroots like Sandra said comics went on stage bashed Harper to bits went on social media bashed him to bits and he didn't stand a chance and so um, I think a lot of it the liberal government really doesn't know like we said before the break um, about this comedy community um, and the uh, it's an art form first of all we have to deem it that I spoke to Dennis Mills a former liberal MP and when I told him that he said I didn't know I didn't know comedy is not deemed an art in this country. And I think we just as a community have to get together. Adam well, we, we also have to take responsibility for putting the economics on our community as well. I mean, we can say yeah. it's arts, it's whatever, yes. but you've got to be economical. And it is about the economy at a certain level. Yes. You know, you might, you know, Danny was saying it's it's really cheap. And I love being a corporate comedian even, like when I, or a club comedian. Like you, you travel with your stuff and then you show up and you do your shtick. You don't have yes. like props, you don't have a big production. It's amazing. But it's still cheaper for the Canadian broadcasters to go out and buy something that's already made and fill their day parts with something than even yeah. make the cheapest form of Canadian television. It's, yeah, they can yes. spend pennies compared. And so as soon as the CRTC says, you don't have to do that 55% during the day daytime, they go, great, you know, we'll put more money in our pockets. I don't disagree with that. The, yes. the, the genesis is we should be striving for the highest quality Canadian content, not just filling the air with junk. But they should be taking all the money they're making by not having to make you know, 55% by making even more of the Jerry D's or the Mr. Mr. D's D. and all, and flashpoints and corner gases. They should be making more of that, not just primetime. 
So uh, in music, maples to M-A-P-L, that's what qualifies as CanCod. So M is music, A is artist, P is uh, production, L is lyrics. And that's what uh, makes it CanCon and it's 30% uh, CanCon. 35%. 35%. 35%. And you, you would, I was, I started in radio. You, yes. you mentioned, I, and I played songs by Canadian artists that never became of anything and then some of them became stars. If you look at the Canadian music scene right now, it's thriving internationally. It's big business. You would have a hard time convincing me that it didn't have something to do with the CRTC regulations by making yes. us yes. make yeah. Canadian content yes. and putting it in the writers, producers' pockets to make more content. Yes. Yeah. Um, Why Sandra, are we doing that here? We perform with Duops with John Katucci, who's from you. Love them. You got to eat yeah. here. Yeah, they're great. You got to eat here. He was saying um, that that's exported to a bunch of different countries too now. Got to eat here. Should, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I yeah. said that wrong. And chorus is actually—it's uh, true. Anything food or real estate related? Yeah, we can shop that anywhere. Yes, it's like, I you know. know. No, that's a good point. What would you want to see happen, Adam? Grow? Well, I think I—I I like Danny's idea. I think we should be finding a way. And it, like I, when I wrote, a, and I'm the last person that should have written a blog about the all-female comedy show, but I wrote a blog about the all-female comedy, the death of the all-female comedy show, to make exactly this point. There, there is going to be. Uh, niche shows and whether you call Canadian stand-up comics niche there's going to be people that are not the strongest but we should be working hard to give mm. young comics as much time and it's there's a difference between doing five minutes in a, in a small bar that's not even a, a regular comedy club and getting on stage and knowing that you're about to make a, a, a half hour TV show yeah, yeah. And oh, it yeah. cultivates really? a certain amount of talent and I, I agree with the point that both uh, Sandra and Danny made about validation I mean you do go away and if you spend a little time in LA and you get a little work and you come back there's all of a sudden some cred cachet yeah but the creds that I needed to get down there when I first did you know Just for Laughs which is also broadcast in the states and I did Star Search on CBS was the, Can- was the credits I had in Canada you know, and if you don't have those credits, you know, and I, I think it's, you know, all the power to you to creating those opportunities, but you're right. We should have those televised moments yes. for Canadian stand-up comics to share their voice and get experience. It's all about work. Yes. Right? Stage time. Canadian Comedy Awards, that's why we had them on. And we have to appreciate Canadian Comedy Awards. And the voting process is on now, CanadianComedyAwards.org. I think Sandra's won about 50 of them. Uh, uh, <laughs> but I, we weren't nominated this year, though. Oh, either were. Please. I'm Susan Lucci right now. No, it's listen. It was our first year. I'm over it. Susan, oh, Lucci. you know what? My first. According to newspapers in Iceland, I've won three Canadian comedy awards, and I was. You told them that you lied. I didn't. I, I translated this thing, <laughs> Young. and they said I won a serious top comic twice. I'm like I'm not even invited to those things. <laughs> Not even in the audience. I'm not going to correct you because it's already Dean, printed. Dean, we've all but, yeah. seen but, your Facebook feed late at night. Yeah. Yeah. We know what this happened. But the CCAs, <laughs> Adam, would you agree? Like, I think that's the only, we don't have a star system here. We talk about it all the time. And I think that's part of the problem. But you said, like you said, it's important to have any kind of credits to get us over. And when okay. people bash the CCAs because it's, oh, it's insiders. Yes. And I was like, anything that you take right. away from the what we complain about, especially when I hear entertainers or comics bashing yes. things. Like, oh, just for, you know, not, and you know, just for laughs is tough. They've got an international market. Yes. And if you look at the stats, they actually only do have a quota for X amount of Canadian comics on the entire thing. And yes. just for laughs is an international phenom. It might be a little, a little bit different, yes. but they've gone and taken it abroad. But any, anything that bolsters our Canadian comic economy, be you should exactly. be celebrating. Yeah. I've Good never point. been nominated for a Canadian comedy award and I, I'm like always tweeting about it and I'm always yep. sending yes. it out there. Same, yeah. Me too, I know. And, and anything <laughs> like, we, that's so true. Like we yes. can't we can't sit here and go, well, we don't have any of the things. So then when people are trying to start the things, then we can't sit around and complain and go, that, 
say that we aren't involved in the process. Make yourself involved in the process. Right. The more of that stuff gets stronger Promoted. and gets built. We're on Inside Jokes. We'll talk more on Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, I'm South African comedian Trevor Noah, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. So Inside Jokes, this is the show about comedy because comedy is very fascinating. And this is why I wanted to do this show to begin with because I'd be out and people would always ask questions like, wow. How, how many times How many times people Grove? go, oh, I, I've always thought about yes. doing stand-up. Yes. Yeah. How many times a day do you oh, yeah. get that? Always. Sandra and what do you, what do you say? What do you Danny say to Mendel? people? What do you I say? always say do it. Yeah. Go, yes. go on stage and do it. Yeah. Even and if they, they don't have a plan, I, on... I say the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody should ever do comedy unless it's they have nothing else left on the planet. Well, really? It's a last resort. Yeah. But anyway, not as a career, just to do it. The yeah, sure. Go do it twice and realize that you have options in life. And then, <laughs> comedy, <laughs> comedy should be a desperate last resort. <laughs> yeah. uh, when like I Dean said, Young. Yeah. No, Dean that's Young. true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. It, it's it's a it's the bottom <laughs> branch on the tree. <laughs> Normal. The last rung. That's the last always, branch on the tree that I've been falling down since I was like 19 years old. Since you I know, left home, it's just stand-ups at the very bottom. We we're talking about today the importance, I guess, overall about comedy in uh, pop culture, its contributions, and how we're going to kind of move the liberal government to kind of shift some of that funding to comics for some of the projects, um, and also maybe put some influence on our broadcasters to. Uh, maybe air more content, Adam Girl, you were saying? Well, I mean, I think that if we keep Canadians working, mm-hmm. right, I mean, you, you can't expect, what's the legacy plan right now? I mean, mm-hmm. if, if the CRTC and the big broadcasters are really working together to try to create an environment where we're bolstering the economy in this country and elevating the quality of our Canadian comic talent or talent in general, um, how is that a legacy plan. When you think about yeah. like the narrow window of the amount that they're producing right now, in in less than a generation, I don't think there's going to be talent. You've got to work your talent. You've got yeah. you can't just all of a sudden be good at making yes. great Canadian television. But that's a moral obligation rather than a business choice. And I'm going to play the part of the no, broadcaster. it's no. But 100%. I talk to me. Look at the big three uh, automotive. Look at what happened in Detroit, Windsor. The CEOs and the senior management teams of those industries looked at how much money can I make while I'm the CEO of this company in the right. next four to seven years. Right. I don't care. They don't say it out loud. I don't care what happened. And look what happened. What yeah. happened? Well, it's, yeah. it's down yeah. in the dumps. Like yes. you, you know, it's horrible. They got the, clipped. You know, so, they got, it's business to think about the legacy, fuel the business, and think long term. And, and I don't create, think that they're looking. Yeah. I think if we if we look at look at the example of Quebec. Obviously, it's a different scenario because they have a very specific culture that Mm -hmm. they're fiercely trying to protect. But look at what they have built for themselves. I think right now, especially with this new cabinet in place, I think it's a time where we can actually look at it as a matter of creating a national culture and building that industry. Because if you do look over at Quebec, right, because they're preserving their culture, they have trade papers with... French Canadian celebrities on them. They have TV shows. Mm-hmm. People in Quebec go yes. to theaters to watch movies. A lot of made national there. pride there. They've built a star system there. Yes. I think this is a good window right now in this country. And obviously, it's going to take time and it's not going to be this big thing that blows up right away. But I think if we look at it as a matter of national culture, 
and do start investing in that infrastructure. Yeah, now's the time because we're all, as Canadians, saying, oh my God, thank God we're not in the States. We're so lucky to be here. Yeah. But if part of that is our obligation as audiences to support Canadian talent, go out and see live comedy when you can. Uh, and they also, are. They are doing that. Yeah, they are doing that. But so then it's really incumbent. What we're saying is the broadcasters then just have to pick up more content that is is homegrown. Yeah, they need yeah. to support the fact that we don't have the kind of advertising eyeballs, so it needs to be nourished in a in a regulated way without it being, you know, detrimental. Mm-hmm. And so there's a balance. So there's a, you know, there's models on different types like radio is a good model and like mm-hmm. when I started in radio, there was I was at a music station mm-hmm. FM and and when I first started every hour there was so much spoken word mosaic yes. that I had to do and they they quickly <laughs> right. got rid of that because it's yes. wait a minute, it's a music station why is Adam this guy blabbering on and you know so they got rid of some stuff it's a balance you don't just kind of you know clean the slate and say they don't have to make any Canadian content during but the day. what you yeah. said earlier was uh, very you said you know it's important to bolster our economy is to uh, we have to nourish this from and, and have the nourish the talent right but I'm going to say as a broadcaster well we're shareholder we are bolstering the economy because we're getting big audiences regardless of where the content comes from and those big audiences are garnering advertising dollars and we're fueling the economy that way but they're selling stats at the end of the day mm-hmm. content is king and it's got to yes. be quality content and the big broadcasters are scrambling to keep up with the on-demand uh, market yes and it's again I'll repeat yep. that just because it's an on-demand market doesn't mean there's not crap out there on the on-demand mm-hmm. market and, and Canadian content Danny? creators and Canadian comedians uh, are competing on a global scale, and they're competing. It's a David versus Goliath mm-hmm. scenario. Just like the we're, broadcasters are. We're trying to are. compete with Americans and and British talent and and content creators, and they have more money, and they have more reach. So, I mean, I think one of the most okay. important things that Sandra highlighted in her letter Atalini, yep. was the uh, was what she's going through, and what many of my friends have already gone through, which is the tens of thousands of dollars yeah. and years of legal. Uh, you know, bureaucracy just to tr- just to be able to work in the states, just to go down and play the funny bone. So we got to put the Buffalo. pressure. Yeah, we got to put the pressure on the liberal government um, and educate them. I think, like Sandra said, she was talking to her MP. We're going to do that with this show, uh, and I'll, I'll get uh, outward bound on maybe on six forty on the morning show. John Oakley talked to him about it um, because people don't know about this, so it's good we're talking about it. Adam, I love what you said. As a community, we we can't complain as comedians about anything we need to support the canadian comedy awards because that's what we have for street cred um for comics uh we need to support ourselves each other uh too often we complain about it and i think the more we get together as a community as an arts community um like the interpretive dance people who seem to get all the money (laughs) how could you Uh, not support them but i mean like Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, the, the other thing too about like this content, like Canadian content. Yeah. Let's stop talking about it and just give people the ability to tell a goddamn story. Yeah, like you know, this is something like uh, that Canadian historians have been talking about for years. That's what I studied in university. Mm. The lack of co- of uh, the lack of identity in Canada that, yeah. that that Quebec doesn't experience, but Canada does. It's like we're not confident. It's like who, you know, yes. people think that Canadian history is boring. Well, I'll tell you, it's not. There's stories everywhere, and yeah. I think that's where it starts. Well, it we, starts from people not having listen, the confidence till this that time, we have great history. We have amazing history. So yes. that's that's the basis. For content, that's like all these stories, all these people that have come here. Those are basis for stories to create shows on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's what we, that's what a lot of people are like, oh, Canadian history is boring. It's not. Yeah. It's not well, at all. Well, this is a great we time. We just, just let it be overshadowed. This yeah. is a great time in history to 
to have national pride in all, everything we do because of what's happening in the state. So now yeah. as Canadians, let's take over and it's be proud window. of what we have. We're so proud of it. Let's prove it by supporting our arts community. We'll talk more on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> We're back on Inside Jokes with Sandra Battellini, Danny Medlow, and Adam Grove. Hello, Adam Grove. So there. happy to have yeah, you, formerly awesome. known as Cash Cabber. Cash, I get Cash Cab guy all the time, and people are, are you worried about being like cornered uh, you know, as, <laughs> as a trivia guy and a game show host? I'm like, are you kidding me? Like. I'll this is it. what we dream of, is yes. recognition walking down the street. That's why we started in this yes. business. Adam, what one. project you got coming up? Well, I have to practice what I preach, right? Yes. I did eight seasons of Cash Cab. I'm not working right now, and I'm saying, we should be making more game shows and talk yes. shows in this country. I'm not saying, oh, well, if you're not going to use me, I'm going to go to the States. Just we'll yes. come back. You know, I'm saying, I'm not working right now. I'm not working my craft. I'm not getting better at what I do. So I have to practice what I preach, and I'm manufacturing my own creative outlet. I've got an online yeah. digital trivia game. You can play interactively online. I've put money into developing the back end, nice. the tech architecture, and I do a live Twitter trivia game every Tuesday night. So this coming Tuesday, check it out when you're when you're live online. I'm giving away cash still for trivia. Oh, so awesome. I'm working my creative, play. you know, and I'm also writing stuff that's more meaningful for me. I'm I'm a foster parent with my wife and kids at home, oh, so I'm wow. I'm doing keynote speaks now, and I'm talking about fostering babies in our home. So I'm finding my own creative outlet to tell my story, right? Yes. And so I say if you it's one thing we got to complain, we got to do, you know, the the things that are important to comedians, but we also have to practice what we preach and, and go out and create. And get and find a find a place to get it Adam out. Adam we're, we're I have a project that we have to do too. Comedians of cars driving cancer patients. Still doing that. Danny Menlo from Tim Shell Pictures and Too Far TV. What else you got going on? Uh, okay, so last Monday we filmed uh, what, to our knowledge, is the world's first virtual reality live comedy series with Dinesh Anwar. Uh, oh, yeah. It's called Your Hood's a Joke. Uh, so we filmed two episodes, hoping to be releasing uh, sometime in November through Steam, uh, Oculus, and uh, all the virtual reality stores. This is something we can get into on the after show, but VR is not just the the now it's the future and we're not being responsive enough for how quickly this technology is changing entertainment and what our chances are to compete are slim to none if we don't uh, essentially start funding this and start being uh, ahead of the curve instead of eight months too late which is where we're currently sitting my lady sandra battellini uh, we got we have a web series called Nitterati that we're pitching. Uh, it's a, it's a show about two people who own who own a knitting store. I love you uh, <laughs> in Toronto. Uh, we have a show called Family Slides, which is an a live show that uh, where comics riff on old family photos that we want to turn into a TV show, and we're you know attempting that. And then uh, yeah, we're we're also doing like um, the Phil and Sanders show, so just like videos. And on the other and the other side is uh, you know I'm I'm like I've just written two political thrillers uh Ooh, that i want to that wow. i want to sell <laughs> all right and of course every day of the week please go check out live comedy mondays alt dog comedy lounge cheap laughs at pj o'brien's tuesdays at the drake uh check that out online when that showcase is going on pro case at absolute comedies on tuesday nights wednesdays uh you could check us at the brogue that the next one is november 9th yeah um, thursdays laugh sabbath at comedy bar friday black bull burlington which is glenn foster's night 
Um, there's something going on every night of the week come, for comedy. Uh, come check out the next Tinder Tales, too, because I'm hosting those, and I always have sad things to talk about. Oh, I there. love it. Ugh. Dean yeah. Young, thank you to all my friends here, Tommy Tech and uh, producer Vince and uh, Tevin and Dean Young, uh, Sandra Battellini, Danny Medlow, Adam Girl, love you. Can check I- us out on After the Show on YouTube. Thanks for listening to Inside Jokes, Talk Radio, AM 640. Hey, it's Techie Tom, this week's Comedy Rx featuring Sandra Battellini. You know what I mean? Like, I, every time I call my esthetician, I'm like, I want to get waxed. And they're like, do you do you want a Brazilian? And I, and I said no, because a couple of years ago, I went to get waxed. And this woman gives me these, like, paper underwear, like, with a thong so that she can get right in there. And then she just took, like, she took one of the strips off and I grabbed her hand and I'm like, you better put that back in. <laughs> she took my labia, okay? <laughs> Another amazing Comedy Rx to wrap up our show. Thanks to Dean Young, our producer Vince Tedesco, Techie Tom, and our intern Tevin. Check us out on social media at Inside Jokes 640. Thanks for listening each and every week. I'm Sandra Carusi, and you've been listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.